0: Gordon Tallis, welcome to the Wolf Den. I'm, it's, I got a free jumper. I I'm did, so you up to a good start. I'm so happy. How does it feel? Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, nice. Um, it's good popular. material.
1: It's expensive, obviously.
0: Yeah, we, we don't skimp on quality. That was When we did merch, I said, um, I want to make sure they're good quality. So, go. And they are, yeah. Very good quality. So I want to get us going and get us going quickly, right? So I want to play this clip. So it's Sam Burgess. He's in a podcast with Toby Rudolph and Liam Knight. Yep. And let's listen to what he says. He's got a story. It's a good story. And um,
2: and uh, captains run the night before. I'm, I've got a rib, wrist, and knee, and I, I got to take off and I, tweak my hip, hip flexor, and I just said, "Oh, Madge, I'm, not, I'm not playing, mate. It's the first time ever I said it. I said I'm done. I'm like, no, no. It's stupid. He's like, oh, mate, you sure? Like, you know, it's big game. Isaac was like, Luke wasn't playing. We had, we had about four guys out as well. I said, play the young boys. Give me the week. He said, oh, mate, I'll, I'll ring you in the morning. i said, Okay and in my head, I left the field. In my head, I'm. There's no way I'm playing. There's no way I'm playing that game. I wake up in the morning, I feel worse. It rings me nine o'clock. How are you feeling, Sammy? I said, No good, merch. I'm not playing. I said, Don't worry about me. Just put someone else in. It's, it's a great experience. Ra ra ra. I ring it two. See how you feel at two. I'm going, mate. I'm not going to feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> Same, day. Same day. He rang me at two. I said, No good. I'm not playing. He said, Bring your boots, man. You <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> never, never, never. No pressures. Stupid me. I took my boots. We pull up to, to the stadium right and you know where where they drop you off at alley stadium and you do the walk the old one where you walk into the, and the crowd are there and yeah you yeah, walk. I see yeah. so it us off there and i'm starting to feel a bit juicy right uh, and i could feel the environment the it it was a full house i get off of the bus and the first guy i see was jared worry high <laughs> and i just said i flicked my i said i'm fucking playing <laughs> i said put me in the team i want to fucking play
0: um. So, have you ever heard that story before? Never. Mm. So Sam Burgess is one of those players that play on the edge, um, and you were one of those players as well. And it's a pretty small select group, isn't it? Um,
1: yeah that 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 doesn't surprise me. I remember Sam Burgess on his twenty first birthday, he lands in Sydney, and I'm at Redfern at the time. I was a I wasn't an assistant coach. I didn't really have like. I didn't have a role but just to hang around. I knew Russell. I met Russell in 94. So I was, <clears throat> can you come around and just be eyes and ears... ...and a bit of advice for the young kids and just help them out. So, um, And then when Sam arrived, right, he had every excuse. So you're a young kid, mm. you're just flown out from England... What is it, 30 hours, maybe a bit more door-to-door... ...coming from the north of England, 40 hours door-to-door... ...and he gets there and he rips in on the training mm. field by himself... With wow. the sledge and doing, he just set it all up himself and did it. And I went, that kid dicks different. Birthday yeah. in another country, no yeah. one watching. Yeah, and I watched him go through it. So that story there is Sam. That that, and then that's what's happened at South since. Yeah. That's what they need.
0: Yeah, and he's gone, but he'll come back <laughs> at some stage, won't he?
1: Oh, yeah. Or well, well, there's there's no way we've lost him to the NRL. There's mm. no way that. Mm. There's gonna be a club with the expansion, with what's happening with what's happening at the Bulldogs now, with you know, what's happening everywhere. Like we've got the sports science to cover that. We've got, you know, the speed coach, we've got a wrestling coach, we've got a skills coach, we've got a coach for a coach, we've got another coach for that coach, we've got a coach, but we don't have someone with mental toughness. Mm. Someone that has mm-hmm. dug the well, someone that has gone to that place so many times. And if and if I'm a young forward and I'm sitting there... ...I was so lucky I, ha- I had Arthur Beaton and Rod Reddy. Mm-hmm. And Arthur Beaton is arguably the greatest front rower with Glenn Lazarus... ...and he's just an, Well, he's an immortal. Mm-hmm. Don't have to talk about him. And Rod Reddy coming from Queensland was at St. George... ...and I don't have my career. I know I don't have my career without Rod. Well there's going to be a young kid like myself come from the bush... ...and Sam's every word that he's going to ever tell him he's mm-hmm. going to believe. Mm-hmm. And... If Sam Burgess knowing watching him, knowing everything that he's done, if I'm a young kid from Townsville and he asked me to do something and he's been there before and he's dug the well, I'm doing whatever he tells me.
0: Mm. And so someone like Sam Burgess, like hypothetically, if he played for the Blues and you were playing for the Maroons back in Hard the day. Hard to beat. What's that sorry? Hard to beat. Yeah. So would you but you would you look at him and say he's on yeah, the same level to, as me? Like I'm
1: uh, No, you gotta think you're better than
0: him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like
1: that that that's that's not that's not, like every time I went on the field, I I believed I was there for a reason, mm-hmm. but I played against Andrew Johns. Well, deep down I knew I wasn't better than him, but on the field I knew that when I got to a moment and he was there, I got to be better than him. Like you have to be better than him in the moment. So mm. he comes at you, like so if you don't believe it, go, okay, oh shit, I'm scared of him. Yeah. I'm not in that moment.
0: And were you ever intimidated on a footy field?
1: Not really. No. Maybe yeah. of missing a tackle. No, you get the fear of failure is funny, right? Because you fail, letting your teammates down, you fail, what your parents and the people that really love you think of you. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm fearing that mum and dad are there watching, and they got to hear the crowd giving it to me a bit. Yeah, you know when if you're playing good, they just it keeps them quiet. Yeah, you know it keeps the gallery a little bit quiet. So that's what, that's what you fear. But as for what getting hurt or yeah. taking no no it didn't cross my it, it didn't I don't think it crosses too many NRL players minds anybody that goes out there if you look at Jeff Tuvey, Andrew Johns Alan Langer Preston Campbell he's not going out there thinking I'm scared of those yeah guys. he's running out going well I got this I'm good at this 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 if I do that well today I'm going to have a good game
0: and do you think players who are scared ultimately don't make it because it's in their mind and it's okay not to be a rugby league player you said that on NRL 360 last I said night. it because
1: it's okay like I'm um, for the first time in a game, like with Andrew Abdo and Peter Valani's running our game, I'm, I'm proud to be a rugby league player, and it's like a UFC fighter. Would I want to jump in the ring and get kicked? No way in the world. Yeah. But they shouldn't. Conor McGregor shouldn't apologise for who he is. Yeah. Or, or uh, Habib or whatever their names are. Like I don't. I don't really follow the UFC. Or I know Whitaker. Um, you know. Um, and I know Bam Bam. Like I know those guys that have played rugby league, and I know Volk. Like yeah. they shouldn't apologise for the sport that.
0: It sort of chose them, mm. right? Yeah. Are you going on Sunday to the to the UFC Sydney?
1: Some of us have to work, <laughs> so I will be going, but I'll be going to Newcastle to watch Newcastle play the Raiders. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so but yeah, see, so like that, and that's and that's what I think. You know, so that so it's the fastest growing sport, and UFC I think, or
0: NRL. UFC, UFC, yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, where everybody's no, trying yeah.
1: to apologise and. ...and do that and wear this and that. The UFC has, hasn't apologised. Dana White doesn't apologise. No. He believes and I think Peter Valani's has a bit of that in him. Like yes, rugby yeah. league's a great sport. Yeah. You know, He said he come here. It, you know, it got him into the community. For me being a little Aboriginal kid in housing commission... ...it got me into the community. I felt part of the community. I lived a healthy lifestyle and it brought me to Sydney... ...and it's taken me you know, to the other side of the world... ...to represent my country. So um, it's a great sport. But we shouldn't apologize for who we are. And if someone, yeah, I mean, it's like like for me, it's like if I'm a firefighter and that's my dream and I get there and I don't like the heat, it's okay. It's not embarrassing if you change careers and go choose something else.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, but don't blame the firefighters that do go there and do love the beard or a police officer or, you know, if I want to be a paramedic and I go there and the first time I, I don't like the sight of blood. You know,
0: I I probably chose the wrong career but
1: that's not bad.
0: Yes. No, it doesn't make you uh, any less of a person. No.
1: No, it doesn't. So if you try rugby league and, you know, you try really hard and I know it's in the limelight, I know it's in papers and I know there's there's so many platforms. the the
0: story at the moment, the Bulldogs player who's basically left the club because he was late for a particular training session and then was made to wrestle eight other teammates... and, you know, some people are saying it's sweet, it's not sweet. So you're very much it's sweet and if you can It's sweet. Yeah.
1: It's sweet sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, It's fine with me. So when I played, so I don't think humans have changed that much. Have they in 20 years? No. Uh, well, uh, in 100 th- years, probably generations, right? Yeah. So from your grandfather to Sam Burgess. Sam Burgess is a little bit bigger than my grandfather. Yeah. Not on my dad's side. He's still yeah. smaller than my dad's side. but And I'm not bigger than my grandfather or my dad but… Normally generations like it's changed but not from 20 years. From the Shane Wiebke, Petro Sivinesseva to myself... ...and I think the Fisher-Harrises, the Leotas, the, the Burgesses... ...the Jared Rehagries, we're all the same, right? Yeah. We had the king of the ring. You went there and the big boys got in the middle... ...and they wanted to survive all mm. the players. Mm. You wanted to beat everybody. Mm. And now you don't want to even wrestle all of them.
0: Mm. Where
1: like in ours, so it'd normally be Webby and... Petro first. So the King of the Rings where you put gloves on at training nope. wrestle. wrestle like King okay. of the Ring like mate uh, uh, whatever the ring but it's like wrestling. So like yeah. then when I first saw, sorry, uh, when I was close to retirement wrestling sort of just come in. So then it would be like Webby and Petro. Yeah. And then you just want and then they would be going right and they don't want to lose because the whole team's watching them, right? So yeah. all your peers then say Brad Thorne so the new picked when you went in. Yeah. Right? But two blokes had to start. It's normally the big guys, right? Cuz it's probably not fair. But then they start burning up energy. Then say so if Thorny went in, and then sometimes Webby could go boom, boom, and win two or three. Then you pick your time to get in there and try to get him at a soft spot, right? Yeah. And then you, and then he might even still get you. So he's had five or six. But then you go, and then as obviously you're going, the players are getting lighter and lighter. But they got yeah. energy and they got you know more agility and they're still strong, right, yeah. uh, in the gym. So and then you just keep on going. So your goal was to wrestle the whole team. Yeah. Twenty years ago, and yeah. beat them all. Yeah. And if you were late, you had to do extras. Yeah. Like I remember being late for training, right? And Wayne Bennett telling me to fuck off home in front of all my teammates. Fuck off home! And I am like, "What are you talking about?" He sent me to physio. So back in the day, where we didn't have the big high performance, we had a little shed. He sent me to physio, which was a about four k up the road. So I drove up there, and I'm driving back down. He changed he changed the training time from two thirty to two. I run out at 2.15. He sends me home. He thinks I'm 15 minutes late. He rings me that night. I explain that story to him. And he said, don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do what? You sent me away. You changed the time. But that was the era, you know. Yeah. Like, was I embarrassed? Absolutely. Did I feel small at the time? So what year was this? Like,
0: mm. late 90s Broncos or something? Uh,
1: I was playing for my country.
0: Just so for Australia? I was, yeah. No, 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 no. Oh,
1: no. Uh, but I was playing for my country. I was... Yeah. You know, probably captain of yeah. Queensland at the time or whatever. Yeah. Didn't matter. You didn't discriminate. You did that. Yeah. And I think that was not and then the way I look at it now, right? At the time, bang, I was embarrassed. I get home early. My wife goes, What's wrong with you? I couldn't tell her. I was embarrassed. I got sent home from missing training. I was late for training, but I wasn't late. I was confused. But he was sending a message to everybody in the group. Yeah. Right? No one's bigger than the team right now. Mm. You know? Yeah, so you're and a you're
0: it, a big, big character at the time. Big Yeah, you're the well, yeah, leader of the team, yeah. Yeah, and I Obviously. suppose
1: and I suppose Wayne picked his mark. Hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, so there's that part, and maybe I didn't pick, but you know, we shouldn't make excuses for trying to get them to a point where they're gonna be the best version of themselves. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's why that's why the coach doesn't do it to embarrass like Wayne didn't do it to embarrass hmm. me. He just did it so then everybody had to become the best version of themselves, in my mind. Hmm. So there's two ways of looking at it, right? The glass, half full or half empty. So it's the way you look at life. Did I like it? No. Was he right? Um, ...he believed he was. Mm. Maybe he could have come over and said it differently... ...but he was the boss, he was my boss and it worked. Are
0: you still close with Wayne these days? Yeah,
1: I'd had a lunch with him. Uh, I talked to him a fair bit. Yeah. I think he's done a tremendous job at the Dolphins. What is he now? He's uh, 73, he'll turn 74. His birthday's on New Year's Eve. Yes. You'd think, right, he'd have a fucking party, right? So in 2000 he was turning 50. Yeah, We'd won the comp... ...you know, the Olympics, Australia was having the biggest party. He turned 50. Like the, what is it, you know, when all the computers were going yeah, to shut down. Yeah, the millennium Yeah, yeah all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Let's have a party, Wayne. He just didn't even have a party that night. Yeah. But, yeah, no, mate, I get on. Like, um, there's so much respect between us. Yeah. Without a doubt.
0: Yeah. You know? And why is he like, you know, why is he so important to, to your generation of players? Because
1: he coached the individual. I think you know if you have a school teacher that teaches out of a textbook, he's only going to get the people that understand the textbook and that one person that wrote the textbook. Other people learn different. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like if I don't know if you teach your kids to drive, you know if you got children, you realize that they all they're all so different and mm. they come out of the same moment. I like they're so different. Mm. So to have a footy team and for Wayne to understand that and get what makes you tick and what. You know what? What makes him tick, and what brings it all together, and you need an alpha male, you need a leader of that, you need this, and mm. that's his magic. Mm. That's that's Wayne's magic is seeing who's who in the zoo, yeah, and pulling them together and pulling out the weeds that aren't going to work.
0: Is he a really hard worker? Like, would he be working big hours even now? No, no, he just yeah, he's no, got he's his processes. Yeah, I don't think
1: he ever stops thinking. thinking. Yeah, but some of our pre seasons when we're just running, he'd be. He'd have a place on the Sunshine Coast. He'd be, I think it was King's King's Beach up there near Caloundra... ...like the old retirement home, like Cocoon. Yeah. That's where <laughs> Wayne goes, he's that old. So he'd be sitting back there and going to the beach and just... ...like he doesn't, like, I don't know what he does right. He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't gamble. It's pretty boring, like I sort of tell him all the time... ...that when he wakes up at nine o'clock in the morning... ...that's the best he's ever going to feel. <laughs> Like he doesn't – like there's no – like yeah if you have a couple of beers or you have a punt, you have a win on the races, I don't know how he gets his high in life lane but it's coaching, right? Yeah. I know now because being around young men and that's why he doesn't want to give it up. Yeah. He just loves watching a young man coming from that side of the tracks to this side of the tracks start to believe in himself, get to a point in his life where he is comfortable and he's not going to give up and all that. So I think that's his – that's his buzz. So I think when you coach, you coach for life. And people ask me, "What's Wayne Bennett going to do?" And I think he's going to coach until he goes in the box. Yeah. So if you think, "Oh, he's going to sit behind someone at Redcliffe," hmm. no. that ain't happening. Yeah.
0: That ain't happening. Yeah. He'll coach. Yeah.
1: Because that's what that's what they do. Coaches coach.
0: Yeah. Um, so to finish off the talk about players who live on the edge when they're playing, and. You know, you were very much one of those players. Like you can call you an enforcer, maybe you don't like being called that. I don't know. But how many players do you reckon in the NRL at the moment actually uh, do really play on the edge? You know, obviously you got Jared, where Hargreaves, Victor Radley's another one.
1: Jared and Victor are the two that come to mind.
0: But there's not many more, is there?
1: Uh, Fisher Harris and that. Yeah. yeah, like this. Um, Gilbert from yeah. Redcliffe. He yeah. got injured. He's a young guy. He yeah. he plays on the edge. Yeah, like he's like I think he's right on the edge. Um, Tino Fasul Malalawi, he he goes to yeah. You know, I mean, like, there's a lot. Like, if I, yeah, I mean, that's a question without notice. I think Tarpany. Mm-hmm. like, may there's a lot of guys that just go to that spot mm-hmm. where I think Big Nelson of Solomona, he's For sure. Like, he runs so on the edges, running with intent. Yeah, hurt you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. so like, there's a few out there.
0: Is that one of your favorite, or is that your favorite part of the game? That like, you it's a part don't...
1: that I love. It's a part that I miss. Yeah, going to a battle and whether you're going to win it or lose it. Yeah. Right, so if I had the skill of Darren Lockie and Andrew Johns, Alan Langer, right, so when every kid grows up, right, and you go down the park, who do you want to be? Did you play footy or whatever you want to be, right? You want to be the cool kid, right? If you play yeah. soccer, you want to be Messi. He's a yep. goal scorer. Yeah. But if you can't score goals, then they keep on moving you back until you're getting the goals. Yeah. Right, you all start off, you're a halfback, you're a 5'8, yeah. you're the clever player, then if you, get, if you can't do that, then they probably move you to the centres, and if you get too slow, they probably move you. ...out or then they move you in yeah. and you get into the forwards, right? And then the yeah. last position you play is front row, right? <laughs> right? Did you ever get to the front row or you pretty much... Ne- fucking no chance. Second row was I would as far retired. as you went. I would have retired if I had to get to the front <laughs> row. So I love being on an edge. So because that's where I grew up playing. I was always on an edge. So I felt really comfortable like playing on the edge. In the middle I could have done it but you have to change your mindset. You yeah. know? Like it's a, it's a job that they do with no reward. But the, it's, it's one of the toughest jobs to do but we don't celebrate them. Yeah. as much as a kicker kicking it from the sideline. Come mm-hmm. on, give me a break or a winger diving and putting it down. But mm-hmm. the blokes that have dug the well. Yeah, so Well, when you
0: – people who really understand the game, like I'll watch an origin yeah. game or whatever and someone will say this particular forward played – was instrumental, played an amazing game. Yep. And when you're not watching it that closely, I'm always like, oh, I didn't quite see that. But I respect the fact that, you know, it's that winning the ruck all the time or all that kind of stuff yep. that they do that that doesn't – you know it doesn't have all that
1: well leota last year in the grand final was outstanding mm-hmm. the best player on the field by none mm-hmm. moses leota i watched him chase he did everything and i'm like well you're yeah. playing on another planet today yeah, yeah like how like how robust how big he is the the minutes the motor he's got to do that you know like the toughest run in our game is off the kickoff
0: yeah yeah cuz you're sitting dark aren't you pretty much yeah
1: right so you yeah. run and you've got all your organs, you've got your rib cage, <laughs> you've got your chest. At the moment they got their heads, you got your legs, which sometimes like that's where I hate getting tackled because they cork you. And yeah. that's what you've got to move on, right? Yeah. So there's so many moving parts that they can hit. Yeah. And you don't know where it's going to come from. So you try to run, pick out someone, and they pick you out. Yeah. But everybody's picked you out. You've got to try to get to the one that's not quite set. You know, yeah. it's a tough run.
0: Yeah. It's a tough run. And who – two questions. Who was the best player you played against or with and who was the most talented player you played with or against?
1: Most talented player I think is Andrew Walker, the Jewel yeah. International. Um, the indigenous boy that come to the Dragons, um, went to the Roosters. I think he might even have played for another club, Unky. But Anki Walker was a young kid. We worked together. We were supposed to work together on the Hurstville mm-hmm. Council. Yeah. Like when we were both at the Dragons, he just didn't turn up for work. <laughs> but there's no doubt like those Matt Burton bombs, yeah. he could kick those. Yeah, He was kicking those. So there was a game down at Wollongong, he kicked it and the commentators, like he lost sight of it. <laughs> he said he kicked it above the stand and I, I, I couldn't see it. And even in the television. So Andrew Walker was by far the best kicker of the ball, left foot, right foot. Yeah. Anybody that has played against him will... Which is, well, he played he – played, so I'm 50, so Andrew's the same age as me. About five years ago, there was the – like the rugby 10s in, in Brisbane. Mm. It was played. He played at 47. Yeah. He was the best player for – like he was yeah. the best player for the Brumby. I think they pulled him back. He's playing for Fassifern Bombers outside Ipswich, yeah. playing a bit of league. He just loves it. And come back. And with all those rugby kids, he's still yeah. – like like if you saw that, you go, well, what a natural talent. Mm. So to be a – and then
0: he's a proper dual in and
1: after. he one was brilliant brought. for the Wallabies. Because, because like, and he, he played for the
0: Wallabies when they were really good.
1: I think he's related <coughs> to um, the Ella brothers. Okay. So, yeah. so th- uh, he's a prick relation to them and Lloyd Walker, the one that played for Randwick. So, yeah. so he had the rugby um, background and come over to rugby league. And he's certainly talented. Uh, the best player I played against, um, probably Joey. Yeah, yeah, Joey Laurie Dale. Like Laurie Dale is very under. Underrated and Bradley – like I don't know why Bradley Clyde doesn't get rapped. So if I had to look at a forward, Bradley Clyde was the guy that I looked up to. Yeah. Um, against and then Laurie Daly was a superstar and, yeah, he could play centres and he was really hard to mark and the guy through most of my career that come up around the same time was Joey. Yeah. You know, that why, was super – it
0: why was Joey the best? Because he's
1: fucking so competitive and he hated right. losing and um, – <laughs> And for all those reasons where <coughs> I believe there's only two blokes that can win off the back foot. And the, and I watch Wally Lewis play with a forward pack in Queensland. This is not disrespecting them, but they weren't as good as the New South Wales forward pack, which was but there was Fatty Vaughn and, you know, um Wally Fulton Smith and Brian Niebering and, you know, Martin Baller... and these guys that are, and Cavill Hugh played and all these guys and there was Sam Backer coming off the bench, but there was a forward pack that you would have went and then it was Tonks, it was Roberts, it was mm-hmm. Roach, it was you know Syrinen, it was this Clyde, it was this big Ford pack that New South Wales had. It was mm-hmm. you know Ian Roberts um, too, would yeah. Been, he, and then it was like you know Les Davison and Gillespie, yeah. and like they had all those big Ford packs. And Wally Lewis would play when he's forward pack and he'd win yeah. Origin, yeah. Right? It was just, and then I think Andrew Johns had the same at Newcastle. Every time he played, like, I, I, and that's no disrespect to his Ford pack. You know, like he could play behind a beaten forward pack, where not too many players can play. And they say like Muhammad Ali could fight off the back foot, anyway, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, normally everybody's got to be yeah, yeah right. in front, but Joey can play off the back foot, and I think you know there's there's a few that can, but that's probably why I sort of rate Joey above
0: most. And when he gets fired up around Origin time at the moment, like yeah, he, he really means that, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. I saw him because like I'm really good mates with Joey. Like I. I actually love him. He's a really good fellow. And then um, it was the state of origin Brisbane. I don't know whether it was one, two or three. And then I'm walking under and he was walking with Gal cause there's ...and I'm trying to get out and I walk past and I went to say, "Get ''G'day, how you going?'' And he pushed me. He goes, "I'm not in the fucking mood for you." <laughs> and it's sort of like that Wayne Bennett moment, turning me off. Is this after the game? Yeah, after the game. Yeah. The girl goes, "He's serious." I said, "Grow up!" <laughs> I said, "Not even grow up." And he just walks off, and he's like a little, he's like a little troll doll. Like he walks <laughs> off, and then, <laughs> uh, and then I couldn't ring him for a couple of weeks. But then we go Chinese every now and then. And um, the good thing about it, we try not to talk for We just talk about yeah. everything else and kids. But <laughs> yeah, he takes it. Yeah, but that's but that's the way he plays. Like, remember when he'd always throw his mouth guard, and he was always so angry. But when you played with him, you knew that yeah. he was more angry with the standards that he was setting. You know, like the, like the first story about Sam Burgess, he set those standards as well.
0: Mm. So I want to talk about Wally Lewis. but yeah. I've, got a, I've got a good way to get us started on that. So this is Game One at the Sydney Football Stadium, State of Origin, 1994. And um, this is the, the miracle try. But the interesting thing about this is that you didn't play in this game, but you played in the next game. So mm-hmm. let's watch this, and it'll get us warmed up, and then we'll talk.
2: ninth minute is tackle, Trailing 12 10. Langer pushing it wide. Walters onward. Khan joins in. Oh, yeah. Floats the pass for Renhoff. Renhoff down the touchline. Beats Could one. Gets it, field. Field. <laughs> <card> gets it in field. gets <laughs> it on. Queensland are coming back. down Smith right. for Langer the it big away. fella here's the big fella gets the pass on Coyne Coyne goes for the corner and gets yeah. the oh, try That's not a try Queensland it's a miracle <laughs> oh yeah what about that one oh, no, it's Delo. <laughs> unbelievable <laughs>
0: That's probably the peak
2: of Brad Bowen's
0: careers too.
2: That's I can't believe it. Unbridled joy on the sideline and why not? Uh, that's maybe not drive, I that's oh, mate, you had a few. I
1: just love To the big fella. Like, how do you say yeah. that? Yeah, no, it's that's a moment. Like, I grew up, like, you know, the first state of origin was played. I was seven. So, 1980. And saw the pride in the Queenslanders, you know. Because yeah. we used to come down and get beaten. And it wasn't anybody's fault. But the poker machines were down here. So, all our good players were coming down and playing in Sydney. I think... Fatty and all those yeah. guys, they all started coming Rod, right ready and... Because the Leagues know.
0: clubs had money, right, because of the pokies. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: and Queensland got flogged, like like flogged
0: for like 70 years. Yeah. I think they won like two games in 70 years. Wow.
1: And probably because we weren't good enough. Yeah. But the excuse we made was there was three Queenslanders playing for New South Wales. Yeah. But when they could all come home,
0: yeah, it helped, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, aided by Arthur Beaton at 35. He didn't come out of... well. The famous story is he came out of reserve grade. I think he was playing first grade and when he went back, he went back into reserve grade. Right. But, um, yeah, so who would have thought that State of Origin was played and then it's turned into the beast that it is yeah. today. But that's strange because Queensland never change. Yeah, they pick and stick. A winning, but that was Marty Bella was towards his end uh-huh. and he played the ball sideways. That was the game where yeah. he played it sideways and I was at a hairdresser, Don't laugh, I was at a hairdressing salon um, ...in Oatley over there in uh, in the St George area and um, this old lady was sitting there getting the perm. You know, they have those big things overhead and she sort of looked, she goes, you're that Talis boy. She goes, you made the origin sign. and I'm like, no I didn't. <laughs> like a choose, I think, no I didn't. There's no way I made state of origin. Queensland won, Miracle try. you know.
0: But had it, had it even been mentioned to you? That hadn't been operation? mentioned.
1: Like, back then there's no mobile phones. Yeah.
0: But it's like, in, like if someone said to you in at the because you were, at the, you were at the Dragons at the time, but so no one even you had no 20. comprehension, right?
1: Right. I was twenty. I I'd played yeah. like, uh, I played one game in ninety two. Played ninety three, yeah, and sort of come off the bench in ninety four. Was like, you know, so I yeah. played twenty first grade games, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So no, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. And then um, I go out and ring mum on the phone because I think that's a bit curious. They go put the twenty cent pieces. Yeah. Yeah, and mum was crying, and it's so true.
0: because she found out via newspaper or the, watching the news. Well, it was, at night. must have hit the radio in the towns. Well, yeah, yeah, so it was
1: good. Right. So it was a good moment, and then you know the 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 play where Wally Laws is the coach. Right, that's my hero. Right? Actually, no, it's not my hero. Yeah, I looked up to him as a mm. footy player because my dad's my hero. But to look up to someone on the footy field and to admire what he did, and you know the whole he he made Queensland grow up. ...wake mm. up happy most times, mm. like eight man of the matches. Mm. It's pretty hard. And he you know. wasn't scared either, remember when he went I with Guy? I didn't care. Well, <laughs> well,
0: remember when he goes with Guy? That's the best ever, that that footage.
1: Well, I think the reason why I say he's the best, right... ...is Mark Guy would have knocked any. Like People were scared of Mark, right? He's a bit like...
0: Mm. He's, he's he wrote you, player, right?
1: Yeah. So then he's there and a bloke that looked up to him. So... The biggest tackle ever on a footy field was when Daryl Williams went mad over in New Zealand in 1989 and he's kneeing, he kneed fatty and Brendan Tuta and Wally did the massive hit on Daryl. Williams. Yeah. So I think he's arguably got the best hit yeah. in Test Match footy. Yeah. Then you look at his footy and his skills and how many times he's won the game. But then when the, the villain, the bully's going mad and he goes and stands yeah. up, not knowing whether he's going to win, he just goes there. There was no second guessing. That's leadership. Yeah. That's 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 Queensland. That's that's Australia. That's that's everything that you want out of a man right mm. there on a sporting field to me. So Wally Laws has owned all those moments. Take away his football ability. Someone's picking on his teammates, he hits one of mm. them. And the next time he goes, hey, you leave us alone. Mm. That's why I think he stands out better than all of them.
0: Did he pull you aside and have a conversation with you when you entered Origin Camp in 94? Just be yourself. Yeah.
1: I just remember him... So, mate, you made it because you're a good player. Be yourself. You play good, you'll be starting in the next game. So, like all great leaders and bosses, they give you headroom to grow, yeah. you know. Um, but to walk in there and Wally's a coach and Mel like Mel is a captain and Trevor Gilmeister and Steve Wilders and Alan Langer and you know Steve Runoff and Hancock mm. and Khan. It, it was it was pr- it was a pretty cool moment. Billy Moore, Gary like, like it was it was a good moment. It was surreal for me. Like I think everybody always remembers their first because of. You've watched the guys. I you mean know, yeah. I sat there watching never ever think... Mm. ...or never ever thought that I'd ever go on to represent Queensland. Mm. So it was one of those moments.
0: And on the other side of the coin, New South Wales were incredible sides oh. as well. Like the players they had. Far out. Stop it. Like, yeah, Far out. Yeah. And Far out.
1: But you know what, I'll stop you though. They didn't win eight in a row, did they, with that team?
0: Nah. Nah, yeah. No. No, no, Yeah, Just yeah. to let you know. <laughs> um, and so 90,000. How much... How much June ninety thousand yeah.
1: how much, how many minutes did you get uh, I couldn't tell you yeah but I just remember the date yeah. ninety four um just remember running out remember the like the big stadium the thing that I remember is Alan Langer, I believe was probably arguably the best player in the world at the time, yeah you know because they'd won a ninety two they'd run a ninety three this was ninety four yeah. he's australian halfback and I remember sitting there and I had my brand new pair of Nikes on, right? Because I was sponsored. Like when you get Nike boots, that's all you want. You get free Nikes. So I got the free Nikes on. I'm looking good and Wally Laws is delivering the speech and Mel then Elf just starts spewing. Oh. And he's spewing and he's spewing. And I'm sitting right beside him. So it's splashing and getting on my boots. And I can't look like that. I'm distracted (laughs) and move my boot, can you? Like you can't go, oh you dirty bastard. Yeah. Can you, right? So So that's what I remember, like Alf. And then it's just from nervous,
0: was it? He was just nervous, right?
1: So that's when I realized in that moment I'm not ready for it because I had the greatest week. Mm. So you're there for 10 days, you're with your heroes, you think it's going to be another game, and the greatest player and our most important player starts doing that. And I'm thinking, what are we going to that you're not telling me?
0: Mm.
1: Why are you feeling that way? Mm. Where I'm excited
0: Mm. and he's
1: nervous. And then, um, and you weren't nervous? No, because I didn't know what to expect yeah. but now I knew. So then from that moment on and then when you started playing Origin, I was, I was more nervous playing my last because yeah. I know the pressure and I think Elf was feeling the pressure of the state.
0: Because you had nothing to lose in that game, did you? No. come from nowhere. Right. I yeah. shouldn't have
1: been there. I'm 20, you know, I had no idea playing with my heroes. I think it's all fun and games. I get the tracksuit, yeah. and they talk about a tracksuit. but then as you go on, I played Origin for 10 years, you realise how important it is. ...to the state so then you start carrying that, you know. I wish you didn't carry it. You wish you were still as excited. But you know that the young kids are... ...so you just got to let them know early in the week. Hey boys, this is, it's it's serious. But yeah. now they know. I think when they come in... ...that's why you have an old bloke talking to them... ...and then they just roll on.
0: Yeah. And did you go to a different level when you played Origin?
1: Oh well, you try to stay the same. Yeah. But some people can't go to that level. Right? Yeah. So you just got to play at the same level. Faster, right? So you're still going the same speed. Yeah, they just can't go the same
0: speed. Sure, because yeah. it's better players, right? Yeah. So did you were you so fatigued beyond? Yeah, it's more fatigued f- than ever in some Origin games. And
1: well, they go so quick, but it's the only time I've ever felt blood. You know, when you run like if you ever run and you taste blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah right. So yeah. like you just like like your lungs, you just. You breathe in that much, and and your throat and your lungs are burning that much. Yeah. The blood, and you start spitting up that blood. That's that's the only game. You know yeah. where test matches are probably a bit more physical because you're playing mainly against New Zealand. They're and they're bigger, they're more dominant, they're very physical, um, and you need a lot of strength and you have got to move on them a little bit. The palms are really big, like the Northern yeah. English guys, mate. I've never yeah. met a Northern Englishman that's not hard.
0: Yeah,
1: right. They're from cold weather, mate. Have you ever met? A bloke from Northern England, like a Sam Burgess or James Graham, they they mightn't be as good as you, but they're certainly not giving you an inch. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. they still think we're convicts, right? So they <laughs> so they're better citizens than us. So they give it to us and then state of origin. I think um, the best analogy is, you know, if the NRL games at a hundred kilometres an hour, the state of origin's at two hundred. Yeah. But can you still turn the same corners and, you know, not hit the you know and not hit the apex and, Didn't you know, it? that's what the great players do. They just tend to just. Be able to handle that environment because everything happens fast. Every tackle's hard, you know. They just you got mm. no time and no space, mm.
0: you know. Didn't an Englishman call your convict one one? Two yeah, Terry O'Connor. He's a great
1: <laughs> fella, Terry. He's a mate. He's a yeah, yeah. He did. He called. Well, he did. Well, see, I'm a black follower. so I was sticking up for all my white teammates. Yeah, at the time, <laughs> that's what I told him. But mate, he's a good. Yeah, Terry's a Terry's a le- Terry's a legend. Yeah. Um, I went over to last year's World Cup and caught up with him and. Big Barry McDermott and they're great fellows, and his son's playing some great footy too. Uh, he's a hooker over there, so he must be proud. He he does pretty much my job over there in the media, and lovely, lovely guy. Very, very tough.
0: Yeah. Um, just getting back to Origin, are you involved in Origin these days much? Do We're account? always involved. Yeah, yeah. So people like you, legends of yeah. Origin, you're always welcome in camp, and, and always, yeah. always.
1: So um, <clears throat> I think
0: I don't know how far it goes down, mm-hmm.
1: but probably captains can always walk in and, you know, if you're... ...I suppose if you've added to the jersey like a Nate Miles... Like ...you didn't have to be captain but someone like Nate Miles... ...who's involved now to a Gary Larson to like whoever, you know. There's mm. some guys that have added so much to the jersey... ...like a Shane Webke or whatever, they can always walk in... ...Petro Sivna Siva there, uh, they would always be welcome.
0: Are the camps different now to what they were when you were in camp?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, society's different, yeah. right. But uh, it's the same principles. Yeah. You're playing for some someone bigger than yourself. You're not playing, like, and that's why the first game I played, I was playing for myself. Yeah. That's why the last game I played, I was playing for something bigger than me, and that was the people of Queensland, right? Yeah. So n- they know that now. So you go back to the community and you go talk to the people that are struggling, whether it's in the country or whether it's a coastal town that's been hit by a cyclone or whatever, and there, and that's who you're representing. So you just always got to realize, and that's the guys now, you know, like. ...you think you're wearing a colour but you're representing a lot, Yeah, I believe. And the more you can realise who you represent... ...and I realised that when I went to St George. Like that's a powerful brand. And yep. I didn't know too much about it coming from Queensland. We had our own competition. We had the BRL which was South and Wynnum... ...and my heroes and Wally Lewis and Melmaninga, they'd play in that... ...and they'd go play State of Origin. So I knew Parramatta, I knew all the clubs... Mm. ...but I didn't know the players, I didn't know too much about the brand because... My club was Wintermanly Manly Seagulls and my brother's was South and there was Redcliffe and it was, you know, Wes and Fatty and all those guys were Wes and Norse had, you know, Trevor Gilmeister and Steve Walters. So they had their so like you had these superstars playing for around your little club and that was our comp mm. that we watched every Sunday night. That was our footy. Mm. And Saturday afternoon we'd watch a Sydney game on the ABC. That's all we'd get. Yeah. It'd come on at 2 o'clock and we're normally playing. That's kids' sport. So you watch the replay if you got up at seven o'clock in the morning. That replays we played, yeah. and that's and then and that was cut down to an hour. So that was our yeah. Sydney football. So to go to the Dragons and realise who you're playing for in the history, yeah. it's 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 amazing. So it's a bit sad to see where that club is now and at St George Illawarra and Illawarra has um, has a history. It's yeah, obviously the Steelers are a great club, yeah, but it's not as rich as the Dragons. But and that's where they got to get over it, like. One had all the juniors but there hasn't been any juniors come through mm. since the side I played against. Mm. I don't see any superstar juniors coming through. Mm. from. And then Dragon, you've got to stop living on the 11 premierships in a row. Cause, yeah. you know, there's been a lot of water under the bridge. So, um, But you got to realise who you're playing for. I, I think the guys that get it the most play for someone greater than themselves. Mm. Do, it for, do it for something bigger.
0: Why has Billy been so successful? Because he does it for someone else. Yeah. He he doing it for, he's doing it for the Queensland people, is he? Or? He's doing it for Queensland. Yeah,
1: he doesn't need it. Yeah, probably the greatest fullback ever. Yeah, um, one of the greatest blokes ever rides polo. Yeah, for Jerry Harvey and Kate Kate Page at the Magic Millions, he could probably travel the world. Like, he's such a great horseman. Yeah, that he could go play polo around the world and you get paid, right? He's a good looking young guy, super fit. The women love him so. He doesn't need to coach Queensland to add to Billy's name, does he? Yeah,
0: no.
1: So he doesn't do that for him. So that's what makes Billy such a great guy because mm. and a great coach for Queensland because he's doing it for something bigger than himself. He's been living in Melbourne and maybe he feels part of it. He's a young inner boy that's just down the road from Townsville, up the road from Townsville and maybe he feels like he's given back to the young Billy Slater. Mm. And when he spoke, I shouldn't tell these stories because they're a bit out of school, but when he spoke to the young Queensland guys – we go in and have dinner, he pulls out his favourite jersey and it's the one that when he was a kid You're his right. mum and dad saved up to buy him yeah. with Langer on the back, yeah. number seven, yeah. whatever. Like that's fucking pretty cool. Yeah, He's got that jersey. So, so that's wh- – I, yeah. I think when Billy he coaches Queensland, yeah. that's who he coaches. He coaches for the young Billy Slater yeah. which is bigger yeah. than himself. Yeah.
0: And you think he'll just keep doing it for a few more years like he won't? He's not going to go and do a full t- – he wouldn't be silly enough. Uh, I did a cater. lunch
1: with Ben Eichen <laughs> last Friday and he's he's not 100% sure Okay, because Billy's, Billy's busy, right? He's got his yeah. horse stud, so you'd know that. I think he's yeah. into the bloodline or b- yep. what? He, so yeah, yeah, very, yep, breeding. He loves his breeding. Breeding, yeah. there you go. Yeah. We all love breeding. My <laughs> yeah. <Or> horses, sorry. <laughs> um, so he's got that. He's a commentator. He's fantastic on television. Mm. Um, I'm sure he's got his Billy Fit app. Like mm. he's a pretty busy yeah, no, boy and then he's, he's got he's his He's a big kids. brand, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he's got his kids and I'm sure he's an ambassador for about five other things. I think he helps with a couple of AFL coach um, teams and mentoring and, you know, um, in their leadership group. And, you know, if I was him, I'd be on the back of a horse riding polo around the world, yeah. chinking champagne yeah, and just saying, how's life treating you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> we might do that. So we're moving into the area that you're in now, which is the media. Yeah. And I heard you say that. ...when you were a player you had a love-hate relationship with the media. Yeah. But now you are the media. So yeah. how has the transition been around that? And further, is it difficult when you have to constructively criticise mates?
1: Yeah. You don't like it when you got a... ...but I'm paid for my opinion, right? Yeah. When I played against St George, Anthony Mundine threw the ball at my face... ...me and him were going to probably go. Would I have liked that? Probably fucking not, mm-hmm. right? Nathan Brown, did I like playing against my mates? Did I like sitting out a season? Yeah. No, but that's yeah. life. Yeah. Um, do I feel sorry for coaches? Yeah. Do I feel sorry for some players? Absolutely. Do I... D- well, sorry sorry's a strong word... ...but do I feel from Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, did I like everything that was written about me? Absolutely not. Did I deserve stuff that was written about me? Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's part and parcel. So if I wanted to read the good headlines... ...I had to read the bad Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And I try to be as fair as I can and I judge the players on effort. Mm-hmm. I don't judge them on their ability because that come from mum and dad. Sure. So my ability, my genetics come from my mum and dad. Yeah. But how hard I work and that's pretty much where I try to be as fair as I can. If I believe what I watch someone play and the level they play to... ...I try to hold them accountable to the level or the standard that they've set. And if they don't like that, well that's the level that I've watched them play at... Like that's that's the player that I've watched. Yeah. So why has that changed? Because it wasn't luck.
0: Yeah.
1: One game's luck.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, one one game, go well he played great, I haven't seen enough of him. Right? So you've got to sort of be careful I'm not saying he's the next superstar. But then, you know, when they've gone 50 to 100 games... ...I think you know whether they're going to work and work really hard. But hopefully um, the players, I don't need any more friends. I've got enough friends. Mm-hmm. You know, mate, your eighteenth birthday you could invite five hundred people, mm-hmm. your twenty first, three hundred, your thirtieth, two hundred, your fortieth, one hundred, my mm-hmm. fiftieth I had five people, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're your circle of friends. So as you get older, your circle of friends mm. well life's smaller, so busy too, isn't it? They, but, yeah. but, but 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 it's a stronger group of friends, right? Yeah. So that's where you are, are at in life. But hopefully that they see that um it's my job, yes. right? Yeah, and they respect it. And if they were in my shoes, what would they say about themselves?
0: Yeah, and so you sl- if they're honest, sure. And so you slid into the NRL three hundred and sixty role. So NRL, I'm an, I'm an avid watcher. It's the biggest sort of talk show on rugby league, but it's also probably What's wrong with you. What for? Always watching it, or what is wrong with you? <laughs> but I, I shouldn't watch it.
1: Fuck, nah. Actually, do you know what? It's it's what I used to watch the news for. It's like the Sunday Footy Show. It's just you know, it's it's the 7 minutes of sport that you'd watch yeah. but it's so pretty much across every says, team you know like yeah. if you if the, the best is really at Cronulla you get that but you get all of it um and there's a bit of luck, right? I actually enjoy it I you know I believe that the you know to to have a voice in the game and you know I I I tend to try to be a club a fan or a player you know when I'm sitting there yeah. or a coach I try to put myself in one of those shoes I don't try to sit there as Gordon
0: Taylor you know yeah yeah
1: I try to sit there and put myself in other people's shoes and, you know... ...and be as honest as we can be.
0: Did you you move into the role easily? Was it just effortless for you? I was nervous. Yeah.
1: Well, it's a... Yeah, I mean, because for one, you're talking about people's career, right? (laughs) You know, like there's a lot that you talk, you know... ...and you don't like seeing people lose their job or be under pressure. We've all sat there, mate. Fucking I've sat there. Mm. Mate, there's been signs up about my mum and 15,000 fine... ...and I've gone to the judiciary and, you know, I've been, you know... captain and i don't you know there's all like all, all the stuff that they're going through now mm. i've walked that rope. Mm. don't forget i was the ugly queenslander right mm-hmm. coming up against Laurie daly brad fitler and andrew johns what side do you reckon the new south wales media picked
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i remember you were there. and we were playing it i don't you think they fit public me. enemy number one Fucking oath, maybe yeah. two
1: and three two on some and, and
0: back that, like it's it's so easy to get to know players these days like, for example, just doing... I had no in, social yeah. media. I could not yeah, say Yeah, back, back when you're like, like
1: Mate, I couldn't do that. Um,
0: but you were like a, co- a robot. Like, it was just... all you, you'd only see you on the pitch. Yep. You know, and you were like an enforcer and, and, and people just thought you were... And then mad. everybody could
1: have their say, you didn't have your own platform, you don't have the podcast, you didn't have radios, you didn't have as much interest, right? Mm. So the reason why there's interest is why there's a billion dollars, which why mm. you get paid, right? So mm. I always say it's a platform... Um, with Wayne Bennett, like I've challenged Wayne Bennett... ...and then the reason why I changed Wayne... ...and I had an argument with Rain, Wayne... ...is I remember Darius Boyd made his taboo uh, in Brookville. And Wayne goes, oh, well, you watched the game. Can you please say something nice? As a guy that's coached him from under-8s to under-18s... ...and helped that kid, can you just give... ...you know what I mean? The mm. The message is not about you, Wayne. It's about the kid. Like, mm. And I always believe that players don't utilise the platform enough... ...until they retire and they think... Oh shit! I need them, mm. right? Sure. Where everyone that they wear, I guarantee they've all got a pair of Jordans on and basketball shoes. Mm-hmm. But you know why? They talk all the time. Mm. Like a couple of guys, like Paul Ken or a couple of journalists, they can go and follow an NBA game, and before the final, they can walk in an hour before and talk to him.
0: Yeah,
1: we can't talk to players for a month. Oh, mate, he doesn't want to talk today. Mm. So they're not building their brand. Mm. The reason why they know LeBron James, he talks to you. Yeah. The reason they know those superstars, because they talk to them.
0: Mm.
1: So that's what I'd be doing. I'd make. They can say whatever they want. They can get their brand out there, and they don't know what's going to open up in
0: the world. Have you had to work at your craft of being? A Absolutely. I had a yeah. fucking
1: bad start. I left school, not a strong reader and writer. Um, the English language sometimes sounds like my third. Yeah. But you try your hardest, and that's and and then that's life. Of course you. Yeah. Know, I mean you get nervous. You sit there. You know, you've got to explain things ten different ways. Yeah. Like, would you – like, go ask any of my mates Would I've ever been on TV. I used to get teased. I had a really bad – like a really bad stutter. If yeah. you rang my brother now, he'd fucking tease me, which I wouldn't like, and the stutter might come back. But, yeah. you know, you, of course you work. You work every day on your craft. You know, you got to – you know, and people think that you sit there, like you watch every game, you know, you analyse it the way. I don't look too deep on stats. I'm not a big stat man. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, like I think – Mike Tyson said it best. Everybody had a game plan until I hit them, mm. right? So stats is Jared Rhea Hargreaves or or, or Kickow. Kickow's one of my favourites. He played for Penrith a couple of years ago. He had six runs, three tries, assists, two tries, mm. 48 metres or something like that. Mm. But we're fascinated by a guy that they kick the ball to and he gets 43 metres and he runs for 300. Give mm. me a break. Mm. He fucking caught the ball and run back. Mm. So the certain stats that you look at, ...that I like and watch, right? Mm. But there's some stats that just aren't. And the stats that aren't there is the attitude that you pack, how hard you work for your mate. Like they're the stats that I watch. Mm. You know, whether I know that you're having a go for your teammate, ...whether you push up on the inside and they're the... ...and then that's the players that I love watching. And normally try to give them a bit more of a cuddle... ...because they go through because their stats aren't as good as somebody else's. But they're bloody important.
0: Yeah. And so you've made reference to your indigenous heritage a lot, and yeah. we've got a referendum coming up. Albo's yep. taking us all the polls. Are you particularly engaged in it all and motivated by it, or how do you feel about it?
1: Well, it shouldn't it shouldn't be our decision, should
0: it? Because mm-hmm. I'd vote yes, right? Yeah.
1: I think it's only fair that my dad have a seat at the same table as everybody else. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I look at it. I, I um, my mum's white. She's a little Scottish lady. My grandfather's name was Alexander Gordon McDonald. And my dad was uh, Big Walter Tallis, and he was the first Indigenous captain to leave this country. And the NRL done a fantastic job this year. They they took over and they took over like some of the um, some of the original guys that left the country
0: yeah.
1: uh, and played in the first game against uh, the Mouldies. And Dad was the first captain, and uh, they're doing a fantastic job. And I think sport has broken down a lot of barriers, and I think society can as well.
0: Yeah, and you, will you get involved in it at all and and campaign? For oh, I did a campaign.
1: Um, <coughs> with Fox, yep. I'm about it but um, you know I believe in leading by actions you know. By me sitting there, by me being this person and getting in society and doing it... ...like mm-hmm. there's certain ways you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell people or you can show people. And I think Arthur Beaton showed, I think Laurie Daly showed... ...I think Preston Campbell shows, I think yeah, you know, Latrell Mitchell... ...I think Jonathan Thurston, there's certain ways of G. doing G.I. G.I. Like yeah. look at me, like like the Gwena program So. So, uh, I think that it shows, and then you look at other codes and you know I still think the greatest moment in Australian sport is Kathy Freeman by Bar none. Yeah. I was there that night there was n- there's there's been no nowhere near the pressure on an athlete. You talked about origin yeah. then that moment with Cathy Freeman. She yeah. lit the cauldron, she had the suit hundred and ten thousand people. I was about on the hundred meters, so when she got the bend and she hit, she was like. About three meters behind them, yeah. and I've never heard a crowd. Just and it was one person. Yeah, beers were going. It was it was one of were the greatest. You there with night. Wendell, Cause yeah, cause uh, well um, Nike, Nike, because like a, for you all to go there. yeah, so yeah. they took us on a big harbour, and that was really cool. Like it was yeah. a great party, and Nike um, had I think three AFL players or four AFL players, and I think myself, Joey, Wendell, Laurie and the like um and it was cool like we met michael johnson we went into the u.s village we went and uh, there was a nightclub called home
0: yeah for sure and i remember <laughs> like like
1: we walked in there after and dally thompson <laughs> and i'm like i'm giving dally thompson a yeah, tan and it was like cool so and from Al McPherson, like it was the, it was a who's who and you got these little bogan rugby league yeah. players from cessnog townsville um wendell seller from serena and uh the Junie kid and Laurie Daly and we're like kids in a candy shop with all these like amazing athletes and, you know, yeah. I think Australia's greatest party. But that was the best party yeah, that, that I've been your,
0: That's your sporting highlight. Well, we won the grand final too, so I was yeah. on the for from that. because they finished the season uh, early, didn't they?
1: Oh, uh, mate, they f- uh, I've been lucky enough. Like I love like when Steve Waugh hit that, like he got the 100 I think on yeah, the last ball. Yeah. yeah, that was like that yeah. was cool. He had the red rag, they were yeah. into him. Like there's some like Kieran Perkins from yeah. Lane
0: 8. Atlanta, 96. You know,
1: and, and then you go Pat Rafter who's a great guy who who like my well, he won two US Opens... ...you got Leighton Hewitt. You know, there's so many like Glenn Bossery on Maccabi. Like there's yeah. some great sporting moments that I think we've witnessed. What about know? Damien Oliver when his brother died? Oliver. He, like when he went past, he looked up yeah. like, mate, I yeah. play golf with Ollie. Don't don't ever play golf with Damien Oliver. Yeah. I don't think his handicap's right. <laughs> or he just had a day out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interesting no
1: no no. so yeah so there's been some great moments and i've been lucky enough i've watched the super bowl um of um i watched kobe and Shaq play wow yeah, yeah i went to uh i went to the staples center and watched kobe and Shaq. i'm just disappointed i didn't see jordan yeah. like i was like i was uh i was at that age like i'm 50 yeah. and in 92 the bulls you know so they were sort of in that era yeah, where they went you were from no- young right? yeah. yeah well i was 20 so yeah. i had to mu- and then and I should have went because when he come back and I, it's like I was playing and yeah. I, like I should have went when he come back. You've never I, met him, have you? No, I wish. Yeah, man. Yeah, Matter, yeah I, but they sometimes they say don't meet your heroes. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Have you heard that saying? Absolutely. Never meet your heroes. So he's still up there because he's, you know what, like scoring, defense, rebound, dunk. Yeah, yeah. I mean if we talk about a rugby league player, well he's the best defender, best attacker, he's kicked the most goals, he's scored the most points and, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's got the most assists. There's not too many rugby league players you can put in those categories yeah. and have people win one or two off you. Yeah, But to have all five at once would have been all right.
0: So it sounds like you love your sport and yeah. when you're at home sitting on the couch by yourself having a beer and you're watching rugby league, are you a bronco at heart? Like is, is it always... Uh, yeah... Um,
1: I love the Broncos, I mm-hmm. really do. a there is. I love the Dragons. So, mm-hmm. so I'll start. Like, I love St. George because they gave me my opportunity. Right? It's every time I see the red and white V, I still remember the first time I pulled on the jersey. So, and it was a special moment for me. And then the Broncos. When I see the Broncos jersey, I just go back to 1988 with Pals and the and they had the World Expo like badge on their sh- like. I go back to the originals. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I. Because that's the Broncos that I remember and then all the great players and mates. Uh, but now I'm a Titan. Yep. And uh, I'll say that and I'll be there until we win a competition. Simply I might be there until I die. I might be like Wayne Bennett. But um, I'm really loyal to rugby league because of everything that it's given me. And I've yeah. worked at North Queensland. Like I went back, my dad's got a street named after him. And that's probably the greatest achievement I think our family's had in north queensland they got the new stadium and there's a street named after my father Mm. because of you know what he did in sport in north queensland so i've worked on the board and i'm a north queensland but that's that's never going to that's we are north Queenslanders. i'm a north Queenslander. i'm a townsville in north queensland that you can never take that away from me so and with my sporting now to be on the gold coast it's where i want to live and. AFL are there and they're all trying to take...
0: You're living on the Gold Coast? No, but yeah.
1: that's where I want to live. Yeah, yeah. And then I just want to know that rugby league's going to be safe there. And, I, <laughs> and I've known a few of the AFL guys there and they get, I think, 10 or $15 million a year extra mm. just to make sure that <sighs> they promote the game and basically you know, become the biggest sport in Queensland. And there was a challenge that I could take. I knew that I was always going to be a Bronco. There wasn't a job for me. And I'm an ambassador and I love what the owners have done. They put their own money in there. There's not too many privately owned teams in this country mm. and I'm not sure you make too much money out of sport yeah. in this country, right? Yeah. It's always putting in. So um, the Kelly and the Frizzell family, uh, I love what they're trying to build there. we got Desi next year. Uh, my wife's on the board who's, and they've done a fantastic job off off the field. Now we just need to be successful on.
0: Yeah, unreal. unreal. We just need
1: a young Andrew Johns, Alan Langer, Kevin Walder, Shane Webke, Petro, seven. And are CEO. you out
0: there looking for that? Like is that part of your role? That's not my job. No.
1: That's not my job. My job is... Basically, they go there and eat prawns and drink beer. <laughs> good job, huh? Yeah, sounds good. No, well, 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 I help, right? But I'd, but the guys that are there now, like if they need uh, to ask a question, I don't need, I don't get paid. Yeah, right? I could go work for any other club. Yeah. So people think that I get paid. I don't get any money. And they go, well, the Frizels, they own cars, but they gave me a car when I was at the Broncos working. They gave me a car when I was on the board of the Cowboys. They gave me a car when I was at South. They gave me a car when I wasn't working for anybody. So it's not that. Yeah. Um, uh, I am an ambassador for their car dealership... ...but I just love that people in the community care so much about it. They want to see the kids have something to aspire to. And hopefully one day... ...and it's not now. It's like North Queensland, right? When I grew up, no one wanted to play for North Queensland. It was Brisbane. Now with Matty Bowen and Matt Scott... Yeah. ...and those guys come through. All those North Queenslanders now. Look at Cotter. Look at Morgan. Look at all those North Queensland kids that's who they want to play for. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they have a great stadium. Just imagine if that's the Gold Coast. And yeah. And we do have with Preston Jung Bloke and then you know there's Xavier Coates, there's Payne Hass, there's the feeder, there's all there's so many the Reece Walsh, they're all Gold Coast kids. Mm. Just imagine if they all stay there yeah. and all wanted to play together.
0: Like they do a, at Penrith, they stay at Penrith at the moment. It'd be they? a
1: pretty special organization.
0: Yeah. So the Titans aren't in the eight but the Broncos are. Do you think the Broncos can win? Yeah I do. Yeah.
1: You gotta you you got to overcome. You know, I mean, like, you know about the best horse in the race, right? Yeah, the best horse yeah. in the race is Penrith,
0: sure.
1: Right, but it's how they come through. It's when, like, and if it's a Melbourne Cup, it's when they get to the six hundred at the clock tower mm. and how they're travelling, mm. and that's grand final day. And I think if Brisbane can get through uh, Melbourne Storm, which is like that's a bogey
0: team, right? Totally, it's the team uh, you don't want to play.
1: Well, it is, but there's no Billy Slater, Cameron Smith,
0: and Greg Inglis playing for them But they still seem be. to always just get up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they do.
1: Yeah, they do, and there's no denying that. But this is a totally different Brisbane team, so this is me with my brain. See that? I just went, No, that's not right, right? Because I don't lose, right? You just (laughs) and you are going to get beaten, but you go, No, no, well, we're a different team, that's what we're going to do, and it's a different game. And that was last week, and it's this week, and you always move forward, you don't carry your divots, yeah. And then if they get through that, well, then you know, you got one game, and that's always, I always believe. The game before the grand final is always the hardest yeah, to win. Yeah. That's the one that I've always found hardest to win. And yeah. when you get to the big dance, well, yeah. just put on the nice shoes and get out there, right?
0: And you're good mates with Kevy Walters. You, love you, Kevy. You love to see him and his son win, Billy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah well, you know, Kevy lost his wife, Kim, to breast cancer. And then Jack and Billy and Jet used to come to training. So it was like a crash, mm. right? So could you imagine we're running off and Shane Webke and Thorne and Talis and Langer and Renoff being your dad, you know? And to watch Billy grow because he's probably three or four, to watch him grow and he was there and then they become ball boys and then Kevy was our captain, like he was a you know vice captain with Elf and then become our captain and an assistant coach and those kids have always been there and I think there's a bit of romance about it, you know, like. To see Ivan and his son, I love yeah, that. Like to yeah. see Ivan and Nathan hold the trophy, it's something special about our game. To see Marty Lang and Johnny Lang, there's something yeah. special when Rogers and Steve and that, you know, there's so many great players. Sattler on a grand final day making, yeah. like, even though it wasn't in, yeah. if that wasn't a South jersey,
0: yeah. far out, yeah. what a moment.
1: Like, yeah. what a moment. And then, you know, if Kevy and Billy wins, it's. got well
0: they got to take it off Nathan and Ivan, don't they? Pretty much. There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There you go. But Kevy's. See, Kevy might have spoiled it because he won six as a, cu- uh, as a player.
0: Yeah,
1: The footy guys might have said, mate, you've had your share.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a lot, isn't it?
0: A lot. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And, I was and when
1: people the, bag him, sorry, because like, he is my mate and I want to stick up for him. It's like if I'm going to play in NFL, I want Tom Brady, right, to teach you mm. how to throw. He's won six rings, right?
0: Yeah. You want him to teach you? And both… Kevy, <laughs> like Both won. Ivan Cleary and… Um, Kevin Wilder's got off to awful starts with their current coaching gigs, didn't they? Yeah, they're like well, Ivan Cleary couldn't win a game with the Panthers. Everyone's, everyone's going through anyone. it now. Yeah, that's right. isn't um, it? Like Demetrio's
1: sort of going through it now, yeah. like the honeymoon period after Wayne. It yeah. went a bit longer, and you know, see Benji. Like, there's yeah, like it's bloody it's hard. fucking hard. Yeah, I like mate. It, it, like it is right to get everybody on side. Like you got kids, you can't get them in. I. Judge any parent to get your kids and they're all lying in there. They've got their hat done, they've packed their lunch and they're in mm. their car waiting there with their seatbelt on. You've got to keep on coaching. you got to just – you never stop coaching. You never stop leading them. Mm. Like you never stop mm. caring. And could you imagine having 30 of them mm. with the egos out of control? Yeah.
0: yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Break Yeah. So you'll never be a coach?
1: No, I don't want – I don't want <clears> – <throat> I put food on my own table. I don't want to rely on thirty guys to put food on my table. Yeah. yeah. So, to me, that's I'm sort of in my own comfort line, re- lane, really. Yeah. Like, um, but a bit like, part of me is I would coach a Queensland twenties and nineties, mm-hmm. but because. But I'm not going to teach anything. I'm going to just motivate you. Right? Yeah. And if you don't want to do it, I'm not I'm not going to sit there. Like I'll teach them a few tricks and trade and it's a simple game plan because Wayne Benner taught me a simple game plan and for him to be in their game and Redcliffe to win and do what they do, I, I know that what's old new again. You don't have to be the fucking shiny toy. Mm. Yeah, you know, Some kids play with the old toys or they get a box or they get something or they make a paper plane. But you can entertain them and they can have more fun with that than a brand new toy. So... But it's about getting them all to buy, and part of that would be a challenge, you know, like a young. But to do it day to day with yeah. young kids, I've got a four-year-old, nineteen, eighteen, and a thirteen-year-old. So, yeah. you know, I think it's time to be a family man as well. Sure. And I don't think coaches have a life away from that. Yeah, it's it'd be hard to juggle
0: that. Yeah. yeah. And so you you made reference you've just turned fifty. Yeah. So, yeah, you're content and happy with life. Super happy. I've yeah. never been happier in life. Really. Unreal.
1: Yeah, I've got a man, I've got a great wife and the kids are kids are fantastic. I've got this four year old that for all the punters out they just put money on him to do something. <laughs> I don't know what he's gonna do, but he's a bit mad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I you know, if you think that I'm intimidating, I can't I can't get him to go to bed. Right. I can't get him to do anything. And I've tried, you know, I've tried the, you know, the Terry Hill, I've tried the Lasso, I've tried everything. I've tried <laughs> to get him to bed and he just
0: doing that for a day. This, like, okay. Is he the first person that's ever intimidated you? Would you say he
1: doesn't intimidate <laughs> me, but he's but I don't intimidate him. Yeah, like, I yeah. D- I just do not intimidate him. It's yeah. just he just he just walks around and <laughs> and Adams met him and he just sits there and he just walks along and he beats to his own drum. But but I like that. And if I was a younger parent, I'd probably try to break it more. But I'm just you know it's a bit like life. You just chip away at him, I think. And yeah. you know sometimes you. You know, you try to mold him to be what you want him to do, but he's being who he wants to be. And I like it at the
0: moment. Unreal. I think that's a good place to finish. The Raging Bull, thank you for coming to talk to <laughs> us. Great chat. You're thank good. You, thank you very much.